everybody, and welcome to another exciting session of Listen to These Nerds. Tonight, I'm going to be the GM for a change of pace. My name's Chris. Tonight, I have with me, starting from the right and going counterclockwise... Uh, hi, my name is Harry, and I'll be playing the character of Franklin Blackmore. I'm Yvette, and I'm playing Tara Dubois. I'm John, and I'm going to be playing Chip Adams. I'm Joey, and I'm going to be playing Quincy Adams. No, no way. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. If you're wondering about the game we'll be playing, we'll be using the system Wild Talents, but we're going to be doing an original campaign of my own design. Many years ago, folklore and mythology did exist. Countless civilizations recorded the presence of unusual creatures and benign spirits that would roam the land. Fairies, dragons, vampires... All of these were etched into the annals of history, and sightings had occurred over a long period of time. However, things have changed recently. Roughly three years before the beginning of this session, an event happened called the Awakening. And mass amounts of every creature that, have been, that has ever been known in mythology, they all began to appear once more. Imagine, countless amounts of fawns, fairies, centaurs, Elves, trolls, all of these things began to make themselves known. As well as malicious and malignant beasts, things that are better left unspoken. Everything that you have ever known to be crawling in the dark, beneath bridges, in your bedroom closet, they're real. They've come back, and they intend to stay. Many different countries around the world had different reactions. Some of them reacted with hostility. Others welcomed these myths... That was the agreed-upon mass term to call any such creature a myth. Some of these countries reintroduced myths into society, where they have been living, essentially, as full citizens. And in some cases, it's been going fairly well, in others, less than stellar. But the fact remains that, inevitably, conflict will arise. Disputes in society. Misunderstandings, misgivings, and tragedy. Which is why, in some countries, special measures were taken. Police units have created specialized divisions within their departments specifically for the task of dealing with myths. Made up of humans who were able to enter what are known as pacts with myths. Essentially cooperative agreements in which, by doing a favor for a myth, a human is able to gain some of their powers. So... A task unit is comprised of these spiritually attuned humans able to enter into packs, and these mythos units, as they're called, their job is to investigate any crime in which spiritual matters are known to be involved. This is what our players are going to be participating in. So, let's start the game, why don't we? The setting. London. England. The date? 2016. The specific location, New Scotland Yard. So, where did you get that ambient music? It's <laughs> 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 a supercut you put together, right? Like, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Hitting all the beats there. In a world yeah. where yeah. creatures. <laughs> One team <laughs> must creatures come together. <laughs> but time is running out. Alright. <sighs> so, we are all... Not real okay, time. so... We're going to start off pretty simply enough. Basically, it is a Wednesday evening, roughly 7 p.m. And 
Mm-hmm. Pass my bedtime. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So, all of you are going to be arriving in different order at New Scotland Yard and directed to a meeting room by the receptionist. So, first off, we have your character, Joey. Quincy. All right, well, um, the... Uh... I'm, I'm heading in through the, what, just like the, the secretarial area? Yeah. Alright, so, um, through the doors of New Scotland Yard comes a, um, elderly, uh, black man, um, wearing a set, large set of, uh, old 70s Sony headphones, um, wearing shorts, sandals, despite the, the cold weather, um, and it's kind of like, oh, he's a little hunched over, maybe not like completely curled over, but, Seems to be in his, about his late 60s, and uh, it's kind of like, you know, seems to be like leaning back and forth as he kind of like scrolls into the area and walks up to the counter. Okay, yeah, you see a number of police are going about their business. They're seated at their desks, some of them are milling about with cups of coffee, but in one way or another, a lot of folks are very busy. And you see what seems to be um, a mid-50s woman with a shock of red hair going gray at the temples, seated at the front desk, hurriedly typing away at a computer. Uh, is there a bell? Um, yeah, there's a little bell that says ring for service. All right, I, I give it a little, like, ding, ding, ding. Okay. Ah, uh, she looks up at you. Oh, well, hello there, Danny. How can I help you today? Uh, hello there, young lady. <laughs> um, uh... Here to see the, uh, well, uh, who was it again? I kind of, like, scratch my temple. She smiles at you patiently and waits for you. Uh, uh, I'm Adams. Uh, Quincy Adams? Quincy Adams. Quincy Adams. She, her eyes flip back and forth a bit in thought, then she looks down at a sheet. Oh, yes! I, yes, you'll be meeting with the superintendent. Yes, I know exactly where you're supposed to go. Well, it's nice one of us does. <laughs> Listen, you'll want to go down that hallway to your right, up the flight of stairs, and then you'll be on the third floor. And once you're there, you'll be heading down the hallway to your left to room 2A. Uh... But we also have an elevator that way as well. All right. I kind of, like, smile and, like, and like, oh, I just got it sort of way, and kind of, like, just kind of wander off. Okay. In that direction? In that direction. Okay. Okay, yeah. I put my head, I put my headphones on and begin jamming. Okay. All right, so you head up to the room? Yep. Okay, so you get to the room, and it appears to be an average-sized meeting room. You know, a couple of desks around, uh, some chairs and stuff, a large whiteboard at the back. Uh, yeah, it looks like any other big meeting room that they use for debriefings and stuff like that. So, yeah, as you enter, you immediately hear the background noises of the precinct, uh, quiet down. And at this point... Alright, John, your character arrives. Alright. And instead of worrying about the front entrance, I'll just say that you show up right at the room. Okay, so... Chip is a moderately tall-ish person, 5'8", little heavy set, not quite particularly well-built, but he... You made it! For those listening to the recording, Megan has just showed up, our last player. Who is Megan? Hurrah! Not really. That'd that'd be fucking weird. Take a seat. We'll be back after these (laughs) non-messages. So, we were describing your character, John. Yes. Right, so 5'8", kind of heavyset build, but not really muscular. He has a cop haircut. Just, he's, Buzz cut? 
Yeah, very short. He's actually wearing like a... a he looks clean. Uh, well, like he's wearing a dress uniform for like... Dress blues, basically. Yeah, yeah, his dress blues. He's well put together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, he just walks into the conference room and... You just like walk by me? He, he probably like looks at you. Yeah, and you see this old black man wearing a, bunch, wearing a pair of headphones. And yeah. sandals. And sandals and shorts. Yeah, so does he, he look like he has... I have a police jacket on. So you know those jackets they show up to, like, in the rainy episodes of CSI? Yeah, yeah the vest, yeah. basically. The, the, like, the, the, the jacket that says police on the, the back, right? I'm wearing that. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, like the windbreaker. Yeah. yeah, so I'm wearing that, and then just like a like a button-up shirt and a loose tie. Okay, yeah. So and my... just shorts and sandals. Yeah, so my guy will go up, uh, hello? Oh, hello? Bobbing my head. Huh? Hey, um... Got a problem, son? Um, just making sure I'm in the right place. This is the, uh, the Myths Task Force. The myth- Mythos? Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, pleasure to meet you. I'm Detective Adams. I'm also Detective Adams. Nice to meet you. <laughs> They're brothers. <laughs> They're not. That would be... If we met, who we Uh, don't think so. Mm. Well... Sure, we're not related at all. Okay. I I, I don't <laughs> think so. So, um, Megan, would you like to enter, or would you like somebody else? No, to I'd go? like someone else. I'm okay. Uh-huh. Yvette, uh-huh. you get to enter at this point. Okay. Bursting into the door, like sort of like gawking around and everything, is like a twenty-four-year-old person who. Looks a lot like Marcy Fleach, also known as Hot Dog Water from yeah. Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. So not Velma, basically. Favorite niche character. My favorite niche character. We're actually we're not a role play podcast. Uh, we're the we're the we're the Scooby Doo Water Podcast. People who know what it looks like, kind of like weird clothes that don't quite fit or match, like frizzy hair, glasses. Um, you're also carrying like a messenger bag with lots of papers and things and like pencils and stuff. Um, so yes, so Tara enters this room. Ooh, is this, is this what Scotland Yard looks like on the inside? Oh my gosh. It's surprisingly modern. Oh, it it is, it is surprisingly modern. Hi, are you guys the, um, the myth squad or whatever? Yeah, at this, with with two people I, I actually take my headphones off. Hi. <laughs> um, hi, hi. <clears throat> hey there, uh, young lady. Um, I'm Tara, by the way. She'll put out her hand. Quincy. <laughs> nice to meet you, Quincy. <laughs> uh, Chip. Hi, Chip. Wow, I didn't know people still had names like that. <laughs> he doesn't so, uh, so much in high school. You can call me Detective Adams, then. <laughs> All right, great. Detective Adams. Are you a detective, too? Well, Quincy. <clears throat> used to be, uh, but uh, wait, Quincy Adams? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't named know. after the sixth president of the United States, <laughs> but not his actual first name. No, just the middle. Yep. Of cool. That's the yeah. last two parts. Oh. <laughs> it's just two thirds. It was complete, he didn't like it that much. It was a hundred percent on purpose. What are you talking about? His parents <laughs> named it. It's part of his backstory. Mm-hmm. He has an older brother named John. Yeah. Uh, mm. um, That's true. And another brother named Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. I'm actually Quincy <laughs> Adams the 14th. <laughs> <laughs> so no. going back over the uh, original. Yeah, so. <clears throat> Are you on the team as well? Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, so... How old are you? You're, you don't mind me asking. <laughs> you're, what, a lab tech, or, uh... Oh, no, actually, I'm gonna be joining you both in the field, so I guess that kind of makes me, like, an honorary cop, too, right? <laughs> both of the old men look at each other quizzically. Well, uh, glad to have you on board, I guess. Yeah, it'll be great to mm-hmm. benefit from you guys' like, experience and stuff, I'm, I'm sure. <clears throat> Alright, so next, Megan. Your character can enter. Okay. The door opens. A suave young man wearing aviator sunglasses walks in swarthily. Halfway walking through the doorway, he trips. <laughs> but recovers. It's still great. And uh, he sits in the chair and, like, leans back, puts his hands behind his uh, head. Kid, you know it's nighttime, right? <laughs> Jack Houston. Investigator. Pleasure, uh, Quincy. Yep. Right. Oh, I love your accent. I'm sure you hear that all the time. Is that a? Uh, is that Australian? Uh, close. It's uh, <coughs> New Zealand. Oh. From Auckland. You know, and I know. Oh. I do hear it all the time, but you know, not from such beautiful women. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Too late, you beat this character. What have I done? For all of you at home, we really wish you could see what a vet's reaction to that was, but it was pretty great. It was like a bubble chuckle. It it was a. They heard it. It was certainly something. Well, now that we have the better sound quality. So it's it's in the middle of this very awkward flirting that Harry's character enters. Alright, so a black man with relatively short salt and pepper hair, salt and pepper beard enters. Wearing a... Whoa! You're 40! I'm Whoa. like, you can't be salt and pepper. He's hot! I also... Yeah, he's pulling it off. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so salt and pepper hair, salt and pepper sort of beard, uh, walks in, he's wearing a suit, tie sort of loose around his neck. He looks very old, but you're kind of, like, not sure whether or not that's actually because he's old or because, like, it just looked like he's life's really... Yeah, like, life's beating him down. Yeah. His shoulders are kind of slouched. He kind of... And he's smoking inside of the building. And he just kind of looks around at everyone at the table. And he just goes, ah, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, like, comparatively, like, you look worn down, whereas I just look like someone's grandpa. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Uh, makes coughing noises while looking at you pointedly. <laughs> he doesn't look like he cares. <laughs> he sits down in one of the chairs and he just kind of so slouches. Do you know uh, who we're waiting for? Probably the constable. But, uh, well, when he shows up, he'll show up. Uh-huh. So, uh, any word on how I'm supposed to get my gun here? <laughs> You're a yank, aren't you? You're in London, mate. I'm also a police officer. I was called here to be a police officer. Yeah, they didn't teach you how to, you know, deal with suspects in a non-lethal manner. Well, you know, let's not, uh, let's not. I don't know. You, you ever tried to talk down a giant raging bull man before? You ever had to do it when there were a bunch of soccer hooligans? Oh, let's, uh, let's not put up some walls between us here. Uh, yeah, I really think we should be taking the walls down. And I'm looking directly. At <laughs> good, good, uh, good, good attitude there, kid. Um. <clears throat> Well, yeah, uh, Wait a minute. I mean, we Kiwi. should all start at, like, a point of, like... Yank. 
Yank. Oh, fucking Christ. I am not from the States. <clears throat> you say that like it's a bad thing. Well. Where are you from? Canada. Oh, oh Commonwealth. Oh. It's at this point. The little brother <laughs> country. <laughs> it's at this point that the door opens and a very tall man strides in. All right. I see that you've all met each other. I'm sure that you all know why you're here. I'm Superintendent James Hightower. So, the man, the man <laughs> who said, said this is a very tall, bald man with... Crenellations? Um, he looks like a Hightower. Mm-hmm. For those of you who know him, he has a very impressive police record. Um, so that would be me. Okay. You know that he's... You've heard of him before. He's worked for the LPD for 27 years with an impressive list of achievements and a fantastic arrest record. As for how the man himself looks, he's bald with a very impressive white mustache, crow's feet around his eyes suggesting many sleepless nights as a result of extensive periods of work, and a well-kept uniform that's immaculate down to the small little badges pinned to his coat. Jesus, Hightower. They really put you through the ringer, huh? (laughs) You want to speak, Blackmore? Now... As for the rest of you, could I get a short list of introductions? I walk, I, I just like, like kind of walk over, shamble over to him and just put my head up. Break my phone. I knock, I knock uh, Houston's phone off the table with my <laughs> hand. Oh, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> pleasure to meet you, uh, Mr. Uh, Big Tower. I mean, High Tower. <laughs> uh, he frowns a little. Mr. Uh, Big Tower. What, what is it you call it over here? He frowns a bit at this, but doesn't say anything. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, oh, I, I just keep shaking his <laughs> hand. Like, like I kind of forgot, so like I just keep going. Hold back. Is he an old man? Oh, yeah, like uh, a stoner old man. So, he, so, sorry about he that. He snaps his hand a bit as if I'm uh, mellow. flicking a drop of water off it. Then he turns. You. I'm uh, Inspector Jack Houston, Oakland Police Department. Pleasure. As he picks up his phone off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> then he eyes you, Chip. Chip Adams. Boston. He looks between you and you. No then, relation. <laughs> yeah, we both. <laughs> then he takes a pen out and quickly writes something down on his sheet. It's like a big X. Which leaves... We only got them because we thought they were psychic twins. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're not related? Which leaves you, Miss Dubois, was it? Yes. Hi. Hmm. Now. And I just sort of give him a pointed, you know who I am, look. Hmm. You already introduced yourself. Well, he introduced myself. You still don't know my first name. Yeah, right. Okay. So... <laughs> To be frank. Burn! <laughs> you put your hand over your heart. Is it? Is it Chip? No. Is it worse than Chip? Frank? Eh. It's better than Chip. So I suppose you all have many questions about what's going on here. For those of you who are a bit behind the know, I'll just get the basics out of the way. You've been reassigned. Whether it's for one reason or another, frankly, you've been taken from your various departments located around the world. Canada, United States, New Zealand, and here in London. For many different reasons... You have gathered yourselves here and asked to be assigned to this case, but the fact of the matter is, could you could you take the headphones off? Ah, oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> speed, you know. When I'm speaking, you will take those off. But, it, but that's how this department works. Mama, <laughs> that's the high tower I remember. That's the high tower I remember. Now, Good to see they haven't brought the spot. Sure, here. buddy. Anything you say. What we have assembled here, composed of you five, is the Mythos Unit, a specialized task force comprised of individuals known to be spiritually sensitive, capable of entering packs with spirits. You will intervene in criminal cases in which a myth's presence is involved, or any case in which spiritual matters appear to be present. You see. Most humans can't hope to engage myths in a fair fight. 
Doesn't matter if they're a troll or a minotaur, the fact is, both of those are well above the size of a man. One of them is part bull and can enter blind rages, wrecking, well, just about any place as easily as the proverbial china shop. The other is, yes, put your hand down, Blackmore. Now, <clears throat> and no smoking in here, this is a non-smoking section. Department regulations, you can smoke outside. I just put it out on the table. He bristles his mustache a bit at this flagrant disregard for company Ooh, property. You bristled the mustache! <laughs> I already know I'm being punished. I'm being assigned with you guys. Whereas the other type lives under bridges and can regenerate from almost any conventional injury known to man. And that's just a very short list of the long list of myths that have become apparent. The fact is, humans can't deal with them on their own. Not even the police force, which is why we've assembled you lot. The fact is, this is all experimental. The first stages of something that could lead to something much greater than yourselves. This is the start of something new. So for that reason, your priority is to keep the peace. Ensure hostilities don't come to a head because there are many myths out there and many humans who misunderstand each other, and where misunderstanding occurs, conflict isn't far behind. So, there's paranoia and suspicion already. Your goal is to alleviate that, solve crimes where you can, and ensure that justice is done. We're we're ambassadors. Yes, (laughs) in a sense. It's a great, good idea. Mm-hmm. Your job is to conduct yourself to the standard of which the London Police Department finds itself. This it? This is London, after all. Not some uncivilized town all the way out in the booms. <laughs> so. Who is that great? <laughs> the booms? Everywhere is booms. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the old boon. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Where that thought London. Ah, uh, yes, Boontown. <laughs> Good old so. boon. Do you have any questions in regards to this current reassignment or department? Blackmore puts his hand up. Yes. So, I guess with all of them being from other countries, that leaves me to be the what? Local liaison? In a sense. The fact is, we've chosen you because, aside from being spiritually sensitive, let's face it, you're one of the best police officers we have. Oh. Um, You have years and years of service. You're incredibly well familiar with the area. You know your way around. Mm, Can't argue with that. I mean, I would, but we all know how that ended up last time. And he mm. kind of smiles. <laughs> he gives you a very grim smile. That's, yeah, not so much a look of pleasure as it is annoyance. Yeah. All right, then. Where do we start? Well, as soon as the ki- um, at this point, his phone rings, and he looks down at it for a moment, then pulls it out, takes a look at it, uh, answers it. Hello? Yes, James Hightower? Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. Location. He takes a clipboard and starts writing down it. Mm-hmm. How long ago? Mm-hmm. Do we know anything yet? Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Very well. Godspeed. He hangs up. Just so happens you have your first assignment. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> um, and we're not starting off with any bit of purse snatching or cats up a tree either. Full-blown murder. Committed at 4... He looks at the clipboard. 432 East Hampton Avenue. Yes. All right. Located only 20 minutes away. I suggest you get moving. He points out the door. Downstairs, first floor, you'll find the garage. Speak to the handler there. He'll be able to give you your patrol vehicle. How far is a meter again? Mm. So, like... About three any- yards to you, Yanks, if I'm right. Do we get uh, any, like, ah. special equipment? Like, Ghostbusters right. stuff uh, or what? Follow me. He quickly strides out the door, not bothering to slow down for any lollygaggers. I know, James. I pretty much follow his suit. Okay. I'm trailing behind. Right. Like, yeah, I'm following 
at a regular pace. Okay. He opens up the door and leads you inside. You immediately see that it's an armory. Um, so, given that you lots are a new unit, you'll be provided with specialized equipment. However, we only have so much funding that the heads allocate to us, but the better you do on cases and the better results you achieve, the better the equipment you'll receive. So he displays the room. It's covered with steel racks and stuff, seems to be lined with cement. And on one end, you see a rack with numerous basic firearms. For example, just some handguns, stuff like that. A beanbag gun as well. Hmm. And a beanbag round is just like a kind of actually a beanbag. It doesn't kill, it just like heavily bruises people. Is it like a large? Yeah, it's a slug, so about a shotgun shell. It's meant to be used for riot control. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't, well, it can definitely kill people, but it's designed to not. Right in the eyeball. Yeah, that's not Or like the temple, if you hit someone in the temple, they die. Yeah. Yeah. On the desk, you see a number of briefcases. They're opened up, and they display a few items such as radios, just basic <laughs> communication device, and first aid kits. In addition, on the wall next to the weapons are sets of billy clubs as well, traditional deployment for any London PD. And finally, on one side of the wall, you see a specialized table with what appear to be, yeah, six around baseball-sized things nestled in a case. Orbs. Those I don't remember. Those are new. Over here, all of you gather close. These will be one of the cornerstones to your success as members of the Mythos unit. He picks up one of the items. They're called Myth Containment Devices, MCDs for short. The street name going around for these is Dreamcatchers. These are used to contain myths that you apprehend. He turns it over. It appears to be some sort of crystal, like a very dark, almost onyx quartz. As he holds it up to the light, you see colors spiral within it. Deep indigos, blues, the sort of lights that you see at the bottom of the ocean, mm. crenellating outwards from the center of the device. It's wrapped in numerous pieces of copper wire, as well as dried twine, bits of brass and leaves. Altogether, it's a very odd sort of thing, and you can even see runes carved into the surface as though by hand, with a chisel and a hammer. Hmm. We have very specialized techs working on these for some time. I walk over and pick one up. Go ahead, yeah. Familiarize yourself with them. It's fairly simple. You said baseball size, right? Yeah. Okay. I slip it into my shirt pocket. <laughs> You've got a giant boo. You will have six of these at any one time. Should one of them be used to contain a myth, you will receive another one to fill the gap, so to speak. If you do well, you may be provided with more of them and more powerful ones as well. They're fairly simple. When a myth is incapacitated, unconscious, or unable to move, you press this to any surface of their body, and they will be absorbed into it. It's a way that they developed to deal with large-scale myths, such as... Pressing against my hand, let's do anything? No, you're not a myth. (laughs) Well, you're not conscious. Yeah. I keep doing it. (laughs) I start changing the angle. It can be used against conscious myths, however, they have a chance to oppose, essentially... Some magical force of the texts know it better than I do, but essentially they can force their way out through sheer force of will, and if that happens, the device will be destroyed. So it's a sparkable. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my grandson. What's uh? What's a pokeball? My great. I mean, my great. I don't have a grandson. I don't have a kid. Um, my nephew. (laughs) My grand. I don't have kids. Shit. Shit. My nephew. Yeah, my nephew. Uh, loves that. Uh, yeah. I don't know what this is. What, what <laughs> That's is this? the one with the watch, well, right? It started. It, uh, well, it's a series of Japanese games and a TV show. <clears throat> he reaches out, puts a gentle hand on your shoulder. 
Um, Jack, what was your last name? Uh, Houston, Seth. Jack Houston. I don't care. <laughs> he claps your shoulder one more time, then pulls back. It's okay, kid. I, uh, I know what you're talking about. Look, call them whatever you want. The fact is, their operation remains fairly simple. Hit a myth with one of these, they'll be sucked into it. Do it to unconscious ones, that way, less a chance of destroying this thing. They'll be contained within, we can retrieve them from this later at headquarters. Understand? Mm-hmm. Right. Nate? Uh, think you're forgetting something? Could you be specific? I have no time for this. I look at James and I go... Uh, he gestures towards... The... No, no. You know, badges so that people don't think... Right. That's two his... Yanks and a Kiwi and a Yank hat. He nods at this. <laughs> right. Are, are, you know... He goes before. over to one last case by the door and opens it up. ID badges for each and every one of you. He hands them out to you, and they have all names and credentials listed on them. I start, I start flipping it really quickly. Oh, like, Tara is doing the exact same thing. <laughs> I'm like, yep, they work. Yeah, I just <laughs> stuff mine in my pocket. I haven't had one of these in years. Oh, okay, so cool. equip yourself with whatever you need from the room. Retire. Make sure not to take more than you absolutely need to, and distribute the MCDs among yourself as you see fit. Right? Yeah, do we have six in total or six each? Six in total. Okay. Oh, so who gets that one extra? I already took the table. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> one for each side. Like, we all go to reach for it, and it's just gone, and we're all like, uh-huh. Well, I, just, I take one, and I just take, start taking, like, I start picking up the next one, and just, like, sliding my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, like, not even the kind of thing about just, like, picking them up. <laughs> well, Jerry, uh, Quincy. Size. Yeah. yeah I'm, putting, I'm just putting them in my pocket. Uh, uh, Quincy. Cargo shorts. Cargo shorts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cargo shorts. I got big pockets. Quincy, we're, we're sharing those. Oh! These aren't, these aren't for me. I, don't, I thought they were. They're to be no. distributed evenly amongst the team. But we each had six. No, there are six total. You each take only six one. in the whole department. You will get more based on how you perform. I take one and I look at you and with a sort of like cheeky smile and say, "Welcome to Scotland Yard, where the funding's short but the work's even shorter." That doesn't make any sense. Mm. It's an Englishism. You'll get used to it. <laughs> uh, need I remind you about the murder that's been committed nearby? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's only like fifteen feet that way, right? Oh. Okay. Did you say 20, twenty minutes or twenty meters? Twenty minutes. Okay. We'll need a car. Come on. I know where to go. Yeah. Okay. Before we go, I'm going to grab some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, what level of bulletproof vest do they have? One point of light armor. I'd like to point out that the minimum bulletproof vest is at least two points. Okay, two points then. And that's just a torso? Yeah, torso. that's just your torso. Okay. So don't get hit in the head. Got it. Is it an active scene? What if I wear like a hat? Uh, we already have police officers down there surveying the scene. As soon as they realized that a myth was involved, they called us. And they think that bulletproof vests. You wear one not because you need it, but because the one time you will, it's useful. Are we allowed to carry guns here? Yes. However, (laughs) you have the licensing and the authority. You also have each been granted the rank of inspector, (gasps) which is above constable, but it is still one of the lower ranks in the department. Based on your individual performances, you may find yourselves promoted. Uh, It's higher than sergeant, though, right? No, sergeant's a squad size. What kind of police department were you working in before? Oh, I'm not from the police. Yeah, next question. Why do we have to babysit the civilian? The civilian... He gestures over to Terra Dubois. Um, 
is in fact a very capable young woman who frankly knows more about most myths and most folklore than most people will in an entire lifetime of study. Chip, it's not worth fighting him. It's, well, basically like trying to argue with a high tower. We can discuss it on the call right over. In fact, there's a reason that we assigned each of you to this team. The fact is, ordinary cops won't be able to handle these matters, which is why we involved a specialist who knows a great deal about the creatures and individuals you'll be dealing with. All right. So when she gets shot, we're all clear that it's your fault then, right? <laughs> I won't get shot. Do you know how Re- to rephrasing? Use when she shoots herself, then we all agree it's your fault. We or have, us. We have made sure to provide her with basic instructions as to the operation of firearms. I'm standing right here. Do you even know what the safety is on that? Now, now, boy. Yes. Let's, let's not. Again, oh, I stuffed my handgun. If you could save the bag. bickering for oh, after the murder is solved, uh, yeah. gestures to the door. Uh, yeah, let's let's all uh, meet, we all should all take a cab together. We've got a car. Wait. I'll drive. So, are you guys heading downstairs then? Yeah. Okay. This, I'll so, go with Quincy. I like him. Heading to the garage. We're all in the same car. <laughs> Before you head out, Hightower hands you a sheet to be mm-hmm. handed into the garage downstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shotgun. Yeah. Heading down. You see. No, no, they're back there. Yeah, heading down, you see a reedy... Oh, child, man. They're in that seat. There's a reedy little fellow sitting behind the front desk with longish hair, sort of a large nose, and he's drumming on the countertop with a pair of pencils. Do I know who he is? He's new. Oh. Hey, I haven't seen you around here before. What's your name? (laughs) Uh, Sorry, William said. Ah, Williams. Uh, William McCoy. Uh, William McCoy. Pleasure. Requisitioning a squad car. Ha! You got a set. One set. And he quickly dashes out. What do I say? Then he takes the paper mm-hmm. from you. Looks over. Ooh. Special requisitions then. All right. <laughs> You'll love this one. He runs out behind the desk. Blackmore raises an eyebrow. Seconds later, a van screeches out from behind the corner and pulls up beside you. Then McCoy hops out of the van. Right, <laughs> take a, would you take a look at this, huh? It's a beauty. Mm. Well, so, that takes care of the seating problem, at least. Enough for five people to ride, and still enough room in the back. He heads around to the back of the van and pulls the doors open to fit a good amount of equipment and or suspects into. Uh, are there restraints or anything like that? Yep. Okay. There are yeah, basic restraints that are provided in police vehicles. Okay. Um, so, like, handcuffs. Yeah, straps as well to tie down heavy pieces of equipment and stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah. And as for the front, there are three seats in the back, two in the front. Yeah, Chip puts his vest in the back and then... Cool. Take the seat somewhere. All right. So yeah, I'll get behind the I'm driver. I put my vest on, but it's backwards. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Blackmore just gets in the driver's seat. Right. Okay. Call shotgun. Mm-hmm. I walk over to McCord and I just like I tip him like he's a valet. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you. And he stuffs it in his pocket. He gives him an American dollar. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I pat him on the back. Which uh, he looks at the present. Uh, which one is this again? Uh, that's Lincoln. Oh, you hear Lincoln's it. on the penny. No, Lincoln's <laughs> also on the five dollar bill. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. I know nothing of American monies. Mm. All right. He... And from like the other side of the vehicle, not on the side that you think the driver's seat's on, you hear a like, boom, boom, boom. Quincy, come on. McCoy puts the dollar bill into his pocket, surprised but pleasantly so. All right. I kind of just like waddle over to the thing and sit down. <laughs> All right. So once everyone's inside and at least somewhat buckled up. Frank pulls out of the garage and drives towards the crime scene. And on his way, I'll be like, all right, well, so this is going to be a bit awkward, so I'll have to give you the grand tour later, but 
basic thing, welcome to London. You'll notice most of the streets here aren't paved very well, but that's just, you know, how it is. Uh, other thing of note, take a look at the cameras and smile. And he points up, and you notice that, like, on every sort of corner, there are, like, CCTV cameras. Okay, you take a look over, and you notice that Adams has fallen asleep. Which Quincy. one? Which one? Uh, the older, oh. older Adams. Old Adams. Old man Adams. Quincy Adams mm. has fallen asleep. Quincy! I'm trying to give you the basics of how to survive in London. It'd be best if you paid attention. Well, after getting this special set of skills spiel, kind of keeping my eye what we're uh, chosen for. Uh-huh. I give like a look over at the old man. <laughs> I, I look pointedly at the civilian. I'm like, yeah, that's probably a good question. So, uh, Blackmore. Yeah? So, detective to investigator, is that have I been pre- promoted, demoted, or just transferred? Let's put it this way. You no longer have to walk the beat, which means you've basically, you know, been promoted. Detectives don't walk beats. Constables do. You want a constable. Yeah, okay. But I, I was a detective in the U.S. Well, oh. You've not... made a lateral move, mate. Yeah, it sounds about right. Okay, okay. you gotta think beyond range. So yeah, about I, the job. The, the, the yeah. address he gave me oh, a okay. relatively easy to find it. Hey, thank you. Patting him on the back. <laughs> All right. I keep patting him on the so. back. You eventually pull up at the crime scene 20 minutes later. You, t- you can tell that it's the one because, well, there are some police vehicles already nearby with the lights blaring. Hmm. As you pull up, you see uh, one of the officers staggering out of the alleyway where you presume the crime was the youngish sort of guy. He sort of blinks, staring blankly into thin air. Then he leans forward, hands on his knees, and promptly splatters all of his lunch against the pavement. Is there any senior uh, I, uh, investigators around? I actually yeah. get up and walk over to him like, Okay, there, kid. And he holds a finger up as if to pause. Then, yeah, splatters some more. Okay, I, I, I pat him on the back. Okay, let it all out. Let it all out, kid. This is is bad. It's oh. Hey, kid. You need a cliff bar. He holds a hand. No, thank you. It's, some water. No. He takes a bit of the water and rinses his mouth out. Then you spin. can keep it. I I go over. I go over to the senior investigator. Uh, what's his name? Mm, Hamilton. Hamilton, nice to see you again. Mm. Blackhawk. Sorry. Yeah. So he's a shorter fellow, mustache and beard. So what have we got? (sighs) All right. He leads you over to where police tape has corded off a section of the alleyway, Mm -hmm. and you immediately see the corpse or what's left of it. Mm. Smoke is still rising from the spot where the man was burnt to a crisp. What remains of the corpse? The entire upper torso is charred black. Only the skeleton and bones remaining. Her mouth still open as if in a silent that sounds scream. scream. Are we all rolling stability? Is that a sound? Oh, no. are we? I roll, was rolling a knowledge roll, supernatural. Roll stability, everyone. Okay. Oh, okay. But I did get two tens on knowledge supernatural. Cool. Did you have a stability? Woo, woo. Nice. Oh, two tens. All right. Three eights. Cool. Wait. Nothing! Alright. Yeah, you okay. need to get oh, out of there. You're just gonna be skeleton. Oh, that's not right! Okay. Yeah, I got ten. Alright, so. I got, I got eight, twos, and one. <laughs> I got five and ten. So. Three. I, pat, really, I begin really patting Hudson on the back. Oh, he's covering everything. It's <laughs> okay, buddy. Um, alright, so, so I take a look at it. Is the skeleton in the burn wound still there? Or is it like burned a hole straight through? No, and there was a the hole burned through. It looks like. 
somebody took a flamethrower or something. Oh, with this with guy. That, with two times, do I know what did this? It had to have been a myth with some type of fire control ability. Two 10s got me fired? Hold up, hold up, hold up. You can tell that it wasn't a spirit that constantly emits large amounts of heat from itself. It released fire in a controlled stream, mainly because you see that there is a silhouette of the man against the back wall with, yeah, as if a perfect silhouette of his body, but everything else along the wall is just charred pitch black. We definitely just go to the one blast. <laughs> Three nines on scrutiny. Okay, you take a look around the scene. You take a look at the corpse itself leaning against the back wall. You see that the pockets are already empty. We have here some information. His pockets? Um, and they stole all his shit. He hands you the wallet with a list of his cards, identification, stuff like that. Shane Calloway, age 4 to 7. Apparently, according to our records, he was a landlord in the area. Hmm. Owned an apartment building, Lethbridge Heights, several blocks away from here. You keep searching the pockets, and you find a piece of you find a piece of paper in his right hand pocket. It's a receipt for a place called O'Brien's Pub. All right. So at this point, Blackmore kind of stands very still, and he sort of kinks his neck to the side and holds out a hand. And I'm going to use my sonar ability for empathic recall. Okay. So gives him, like, takes about a couple seconds, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, he starts feeling where empathic charged objects are. Okay. Um, so things that have a lot of emotional attachment? Yes. Okay. Um, alright. Like a wedding ring? Yeah, you feel, uh, hmm. Yeah, you're not really feeling much of anything, just the sense of familiarity that one has with their own clothing that they've worn for a long time. Hmm. But, yeah, you don't really feel much. If there was anything of value he had on him, it was taken. Hmm. I take a look around that it is like hands and neck. Any tan lines to indicate that he wore jewelry or anything like that? I thought he was um, Is he like fully charged? He is oh, he's fully charged. From, yeah, his. He pick up his arm. What remains of. What remains of his pants have been seared, melted into the flesh of his lower legs. All right. And everything from the waist up has just become a blackened husk. All right. And where did these uh, the investigator get the information from? They did a basic search on the police records and just basic information. And they stuff. cut the wall out of his pants, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, All right. He was in his back pocket. He got hit at the front. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I take a look through the wallet. Any money? Uh, I have the wallet. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the wall. You thought um, I give you the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of come up. Mind if I see that? Oh yeah. Uh, you take a look. There are. I think it, I think it's Starbucks cards all out. Hmm. Mm, yeah, there's a 20 euro bill inside. Hmm. And there's a 20 pound bill. Yeah. No, no euro. You said euro, right? Yeah, euros are used. In, oh wait. In uh, oh, okay. No, no, no. no. Pound, it's still pound sterling. Pound, pound, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. You I, go! I thought that I thought that was evidence. Sorry. I, went on a trip I thought that was evidence. Too. I went on a trip to London while we were there. We used euros. So. Yeah, they'll let you. Yeah, at the airport. It's, it's, lazy. Like, it's like okay. how in Canada we let people we take American money. All right, I all right. Take American so yeah, you find a so okay plain. twenty pound bill and uh, the necessary change in coins in the change pocket. Mm-hmm. Pence. Pence. Well, yes. Judging all from right. what happened and considering the money still in his wallet. Robbery was probably not a motive, unless he was wearing jewelry. Do myths often rob people? Absolutely. But uh, this does seem a little bit overkill. Yeah. Whoever this was, he really hated his guts. Okay, so... Also, from the other scrutiny check that you made, Joey, taking a look around the scene, you find one other thing. 
On a nearby trash can, you see some muddy paw prints as well. <gasps> like, what kind of paw prints? Cat prints. And you also see a very fine hair lying on top. Picking it up, you turn it over. It's springy, but it's very durable. Like a cat whisker. Mm. So, fire and cats. Myth expert? <laughs> Okay. Out of curiosity, how many dice did you take in like knowledge supernatural? Eight. I took eight. You're a wizard. You're a wizard, Jake. So, really? Jack. Because come Jackie. Yeah. That's for your what you. Okay. So. Don't forget to get a willpower. As far as you know, fire-breathing cats don't really exist. Meaning that even if this was a myth and not just an ordinary cat, odds are it couldn't have done what it did here. You imagine that it could have been like the myth that was here, that is the cat-like thing, even if it was a myth and not an ordinary cat, it might be uh, what's known as a black cat in Europe or a nekamata in Japan. But as for whatever committed this crime, it would have to have been a fire spirit. That is, there's a list of them, such as, well, as for an intelligent fire spirit, most likely it would be an Efreet. You've seen quite a few of them around London. They're human sized. They appear a bit demonic. Reddish skin, horns, spikes from different parts of their body, but otherwise they have similar human features. Faces, arms, legs, facial hair, all that stuff. Mm. Mm. Do they look like genies? I wouldn't call them that if I were you. They have a nasty tendency to react violently if you do. Sorry, I'm just seeing genies. This, uh, the, uh, the Vic had, uh, lived, had, was a landlord, right? Uh, this Hamilton, he nods. That's right. We've got the location that he, well, landlorded, essentially. Mm. Is it nearby? <laughs> yeah, it's a couple blocks away. Alright. Also, we did find something else around here. He leads you over to where another clue marker has been put down and some people have taken photographs. They're footprints in the ground. Alright, um... And men's size ten and a half. Do Efreets wear shoes? Uh, don't? Yes. Uh, Yvette, you do know that Efreets wear shoes. All they, of them. They, have human, feet. they have human feet, not boots. No. Okay. Well, that answers all of my questions that I was going to ask then. And uh, Chris, just so you know, the sonar ability of Empathic Recall has both duration and radius. So it's okay. radar, basically. Alright. So. so, yeah, you're picking up, you know. Nothing much. Nothing for the case at hand. There's always stuff from objects in your vicinity, but... Nothing related. Yeah, not not really. Alright, well... Actually, no, I do have a question. Yeah. So I put my fingers on the ground. Uh-huh. Is there soot? Um, as if something has been burned? Yeah. Well, yeah, You there is the soot that remains of what was the next clothing. No, okay. the tracks. Oh, so, tracks. So, did were tracks left other than the solitary footprint? Like, did uh, they track the... The soot. Interestingly, no. There have been no footprints that have gone through the soot. Okay. Alright, um, I'm gonna roll streetwise to see what I know about this guy's particular landlord holdings. Alright. Uh. Two twos or two ones? Uh, two twos. Two twos. Alright, you might have heard that he may have been embroiled in a maybe one or two disputes with his tenants over a couple of poor living conditions and stuff. And you also heard that he... Yeah. Um, 
might have had maybe one or two myths living in his place in the past. Alright. Well, there's not much to go out here. Who wants to canvas the uh, neighborhood and his landlord holding see if anybody saw anything? Wait, didn't we get it? That's what, is that what unis are for? Well, that's also what we're here for if we're dealing with myths. Yeah, but, you know, you need to do the canvassing and we can go talk to, you know, the actually important people. Maybe go talk to next of kin, see if they, but, uh, he had any enemies. Didn't he, was he, didn't he have a card to a place in his wallet, you said? Yeah, O'Brien's pub. Hmm. Anybody up for a drink? Always! <laughs> and I'll head away with Quincy. I, I, I point I point here. Drinking age in UK is 16. She's fine. Oh. Drinking age is 19 in Canada, but yes, I am fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright, so, uh, you guys are all going to head to O'Brien's then? Yep. yep. Alrighty, just a sec. Oh, I'm going to a British pub. Or like an Irish-British pub or something. <laughs> yeah, it gets blown up every week or so. Alright. Oh. So. Oh. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listen to these nerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com. 